Welcome to the HSD podcast series. I'm your host today, Laura Franco, Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Regulatory Strategy. Today, I'm joined again by Beth Laurie, Compliance Director and Corporate Compliance Officer for Life Care Services. Beth is charged with overseeing the healthcare compliance program for our skilled nursing facilities. And today's program is part four in a 10-part series where we are reviewing the CMS Compliance and Ethics Program. Welcome back, Beth. Thanks, Laura. As you know, I started this 10-part series in March of this year, starting with the introduction of why we need this program and then the elements of the CMS Final Rule Compliance and Ethics Program that is the foundation. Now, Beth, just as a refresher, could you go over those eight elements of compliance for the ethics program? Oh, sure. Uh, And just as a reminder, we have to have this up and running and in place November 28, 2019. But in essence, the Compliance and Ethics Program has eight elements or eight components, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to list them. Number one is the program has to have standards, policies, and procedures. Number two is there must be a high-level compliance officer. Number three is there must be sufficient resources. Number four is due diligence. Number five is effective communication. Number six is reasonable steps to achieve compliance. Number seven is consistent enforcement. And number eight is responsiveness. So, Beth, so far we have com- we have completed um, podcasts on just an overall introduction. We have done um, element one with the standards, policies, and procedures. We have done a podcast on element two, high-level compliance officer. So today we're going to talk about element three, sufficient resources. So please let our listeners know um, what they need to expect from su- um, sufficient resources. Well, the, the crux of it is the compliance officer needs to have sufficient resources and authority available to ensure reasonable compliance with the standards, policies, and procedures. So, so what does that mean? Can you tell us how a compliance officer would know or if he or she has sufficient resources? Absolutely. Um, in uh, the agency rules, there's commentary. So CMS on the October 4th, 2016 agency rules commentary uh, suggested that nursing facilities should use the facility assessment to determine the resources they need to devote to their compliance and ethics program to reasonably assure compliance with the final rule. Uh, and to get real technical, that um, facility assessment is found at 42 CFR 483.73, and it highlights some of the things that a facility should look at as part of its assessment. So like the resident population, the number of residents, uh, the care required by the residents, the staff competency to provide the level and types of care needed for the resident population, the physical environment like your equipment, your services, your physical plant, Um, any ethnic, cultural, religious factors that play into the type of care residents need, Um, kind of the buildings and their physical structures and vehicles, um, medical, non-medical equipment, the services that are provided, physical therapy, pharmacy, um, and other rehab therapies, Um, the personnel available, their education, their um, training, the contracts that a facility has with third parties to provide the services or equipment, Um, Of course, um, 
health information technology, a kind of what you have and what you need, and then an overall risk assessment that looks at an all-hazards approach. So so someone might say, this kind of looks like Quapi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the best way I can help people kind of distinguish between the two is Quapi will focus on resident care, whereas the CMS Compliance and Ethics Program is going to focus on the operating organization or, or the facility. Um, and so to kind of bring it all together as CMS, again, commented in its agency rules that the requirements for compliance and ethics and the QAPI programs should work together or be coordinated to not only ensure compliance with the requirements in this final rule, but also improvements in the quality of care provided to the residents. So Beth, when I when I look at some of the requirements for resources, you know, staff competency, looking at your physical environment, knowing your residents, you know, the ethnicity, the culture, the religion, um, really looking at diagnosis, the services you provide, the equipment, you know, when I look at all of that, we've pulled that together through the um, requirements of participation under phase two with the facility assessment. Would that be a good place to start so that they're looking at the resources they need based on the facility assessment because it's really describing that population? Yes, I think that would work just fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, great, great. So um, so we just need to make sure that the um, compliance and ethics program includes those um, resources as we move forward. So Beth, I want to thank you for this information. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. Um, This will conclude the fourth podcast on the third element of the CMS Compliance and Ethics Program. And I believe next month, Beth, we're going to talk about element four, which is due diligence, correct? Absolutely. That's the next one um, up on deck. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, that's all the time we have today. So thank you, everyone. Join us next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. 